0: Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. Square pegs square pegs square, square. Square pegs.
1: Pegs. Pegs. Yeah.
0: I, and that was um the waitresses that did that, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought she was so cute, but I was a square peg, you know. Oh yeah. Oh gosh.
0: Oh Boy. my goodness. You know, ABC, the broadcast network, was always there for me throughout my youth.
1: It was easy as one, two, three.
0: Oh, you know, I liked them too, and I watched their cartoon. Oh yeah, um, yeah, but like hey, hey, hey! You oh, I mean? that was CBS, right? In have, the news, I never knew that stuff. You never knew but, what stuff. Which oh, you like where stuff? Well, all I wanted to say was, you take a Fonzie, you take a Vinnie sure. Barbarino, sure, you take a uh, uh, what was his name, Johnny Johnny Ace, Slick Johnny? Who who hmm. was the new wave guy? What was his name? Like, like Johnny, Johnny Slash,
1: something like that. I don't know.
0: Because the thing is, he kept saying punk and new wave, totally different head. Yeah, totally different. But game. he affected a slightly L.A. punk. Would you think he? Do you think he
1: looked New Wave, Johnny? Is it Johnny Slash? I gotta look this up. This is the thing, though. What you know? L.A. punk, New York punk, London punk, different punks, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I have. I actually have an anecdote from this weekend
0: that relates to that. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. It's.
0: It doesn't. I don't look good in it. But did you encounter
1: some uh, mall punks? Did you get into a throwdown? Worse. Oh.
0: I I I encountered a middle aged dad style punk, like oh. a almost my peer, like younger. Let's be clear for, for the story oh. to work, you have to understand this is a fellow younger than me. Okay, all right. Cut a long story short. Um, uh, our I think we, if, you, if you did the uh, version to the mean, you check with our whole family. The family's favorite band is a band from New Zealand called the Beths, or as we yeah,
1: say, right. No, everybody loves the Beths right now. As I say, the Beths. Yeah.
0: Um, which I Beths only figured out people. last week is probably because the singer's name is Elizabeth. Yeah. Mm.
1: i call her lee's but no one else in the band is named elizabeth so it'd be like my band was called the johns well i mean that (laughs) really does work because it's you and whoever hasn't left yet yeah um that was funny john (laughs) no that was good no one else has no one else has not left
0: oh that's a good way to put it i will will never not not never dance again like pink says Um, I, um, so we went to the Beths and they were great. And we saw them at the Fillmore. Now here, okay, now here's a, sorry, so already, I'm already going to derail this. D- okay. d- I, we were standing in line yeah. in that spot between like, we were waiting in line to get in the Fillmore. You're by where the buses are. You're right. like, you're right next to where the Jonestown Temple used to be, which is unfortunately now a post office. Yeah. That's a goddamn tragedy. It
1: was a beautiful No, they should delivery. have kept it. They should have kept it as he a He helped a, a lot shrine. of people.
0: You know, uh-huh. if you if are you your worst day is the question I have to ask. Hey, good way, good, good way of thinking of it. I said to my family in that way that everybody hates and no one likes. I said, you know what? I have a very you know, you know, I have a very specific recollection of being in this area one time, and I remember that little fenced-in area where the door is, and I feel like I remember helping the long winners carry their equipment out after a show. But then uh-huh. for the life of me. I couldn't remember what show it was. Was it, but I feel like you were involved. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have been backstage at the Fillmore. Uh-huh. but did you? Did you? Did you play the Fillmore or whatever?
1: Yes, yes. And yes. I feel
0: like I feel like maybe there maybe Ling. I feel like rock Ling was. I feel like Ling was there. I feel like. Yeah. I, I, did do I did. I carry part of an amp at some
1: point? Oh yeah, absolutely. At, carried, the, at that At that place, though, he carried the better part of an amp. Huh. We played there uh, at least twice. I've opened for Colin Malloy there Hmm. on his solo tour. Boy, that's just
0: aggravating in so many ways, John. Just to hear you say that's frustrating to me. But we also played
1: with Feist there. Oh, that was probably it. Yeah, we played with Feist. Shaboom Shaboom. And so that would have been that yes. And that would have been peak era where everybody was there right Really? Oh, this is like all the great fans yeah I remember the times when you'd go to a show in san francisco and all the great fans were there it was like a big community meeting. John,
0: I, I haven't been to rock shows in in years and i still wonder if i'll see somebody i know there
1: yeah yeah
0: so i did so, so i remember that correctly and of course they were already like whatever who cares and um so anyway we went there to see the best we went inside and you know how i am i'm i'm i'm, I'm a secret introvert yeah oh, sure. and there's times where i like i don't want to be standing and, you know, uh, you know how the things have evolved. It's, if you want to sit somewhere, you generally have to be where the music isn't or you paid for it. And mm. we got regular tickets. Doesn't matter. Long story short, you know, there's that wonderful room upstairs where all the posters are. I put a picture of this on the Internet the other night. All those uh, where the posters are. And, and I found this this amazing table right next to a, an open window of all things. <laughs> uh, wow. No, no, it was weird. It was, like it, it was like it was reserved for me. And so I sat there and I had some vodka and cranberry juice and a burger and anyway, at one point, I, w- I was walking up to the counter, and I see this guy in a, in, a, in a t-shirt of a band that I recognized. Yeah. Well, I should have known. It was like a three-quarter sleeve, like a baseball shirt.
1: Yeah. Who's and the it, band? Circle Jerks. Okay.
0: Who I'm not sure ever sold a three-quarter baseball jersey That's shirt. Doesn't
1: seem like them, The one it? I had wasn't. Um,
0: <laughs> and I, I, I was being that guy like I am, because this used to be a thing I do, and it's a thing I still do, which is I try to meet people. And I Oh, say, I
1: know. You love people.
0: I say hey, I saw The Circle Jerks in 1986. And it was one of my first hardcore shows, and it was really, uh, really amazing and, and scary. And the guy's like, huh. And it was already dawning on me, oh, no, this is a guy who bought that shirt on Amazon, probably. Uh-uh. Like, he probably didn't know. Like, but then I thought, okay, but I can still save this. And he's like, yeah, cool. I Did
1: you like, say, live fast, die young?
0: Yeah, leave a straight-edge corpse. And I was uh-huh. like, um... Was like, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, man, what a crazy time. I was like, are you, you from there? Are you from, like, you know, mm-hmm. Southern California, Orange County? He's like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it must have been so amazing. To and I, I should have just given up and walked away. The man's working,
1: you know? Oh, he was at work. He was at the bar.
0: He was working for the oh, Fillmore, oh. which, by the way, runs a pretty tight ship. Yeah, sure. They have, they're, they're very directed uh, at the Fillmore. I like it. I think it's a good place to see a band. Yeah. Anyhow, um now now wait, now was that the place where The Last Waltz was or is that the one in
1: New York? No, it's the, the so they they filmed The Last Waltz in San Francisco at a place called the oh, Fillmore, the but I something,
0: think it was at the something ballroom, but it yeah, wasn't the Fillmore. Okay. It was
1: the right. Fillmore as the Fillmore Fillmore, but not the Fillmore. Yeah. Fillmore yeah. West, totally different head. Fillmore exactly. Oh. Totally different head. So We've all they, got a duck. They still give you when posters. the, shit hits the fan? Huh. A lot of pictures of Janice
0: Joplin. <laughs> no, those guys work there. There are guys who work there who are, and I mean this and not in a disparaging way, but just so you'll know who I mean, they have a lot of people who work there who are obviously just burnouts. Yeah. And it's a guy who just sits there to make sure that nobody's like in an area.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I, I know those guys. I know those guys. He <laughs> probably worked with a lot of these I've folks. I've seen them from all sides.
0: So that was my square pegs moment and it was, it was, you know, whatever. I mean, I wasn't a huge circle jerks fan, but Mm -hmm. I liked them
1: Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. liked
0: their, what the, you know, the relationship with black flag of whom I was a larger fan, but
1: Uh I felt like uh, you should have leaned in and you should have leaned in and gone and gone. You know, a repo man is total is always intense. Oh, ordinary fucking people. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So wait a minute. So what you're you're telling a story, but but uh, you haven't sounded bad yet. What happened next? Oh, I just felt like an idiot because, like,
0: here's how I am. If I'm out and I'm wearing a shirt and I'm representing, yeah, and I'm not wearing a concert shirt to a concert just because I'm too old for that stuff, right? And um, but anyways, I, I like it when people say things like, "Oh, all the great shows," or I like it when, well, <laughs> it just that to be a shirt for something. I, <laughs> like, you know, if I see yeah. somebody at somewhere wearing a shirt for something I'm involved in. I say the same thing I learned from my friend, John, John Gruber. You say, you say something along the lines of, uh, that's a handsome shirt or "Hi, handsome. And then they Uh go, huh? But Uh I was trying to make a connection with the the guy who's probably like a bar back or whatever, but I don't know. he, He
1: didn't, he wasn't receptive.
0: He wasn't mean, but you know, he works there. He's probably used to that. He's used to the dads. Would probably sitting up in the room with nobody but the burnout and him title mm-hmm. who are just sitting there while everybody else is enjoying the new zealand rock well i, I went down i would go sometimes i just didn't want to stand for, for an opening act you know i'm 56 john sure 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 and my kid i mean it, it was made clear to us from very very early on that this would be we we should be prepared to just not see the kid all night right the fine. kid's gonna
1: go this is a rock show goodbye
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I showed them, I said, I said to Mike again, why do I talk to anyone? I said, look, I said, I haven't been here in a really long time, but I'm going to tell you Billy, there's something you need to know about rock clubs. And Mm. I can't promise these are all the same anymore, but every rock club has a secret place. Drop it down. Okay. Yeah. Bottom of the hill. Wait, you go way, 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 way up to the front. And on the left as an audience member, there's a big speaker and there's this little area where you can be right next to the stage unmolested yes slims has a similar place it only is on the right side kind of the step near the steps you go down for like uh the green room or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. great hangout spot and there's a place at the film that's like that too where you can totally get away with hanging out near the stage and not being molested mm-hmm. no interest at all so anyway mom and kid go and get like you know about halfway up and to the side and then i
1: you know i had a cheeseburger and talked to the circle jerks man right i feel like do you remember of course you do Laughter. it doesn't no, I know you remember laughter, mm-hmm. but no, you remember when a, there was a there. If you were a music fan, if you were going to say I'm a music fan, you had better be a fucking music fan, mm-hmm. right? Like music fan, music fans. No, I'm not talking about music fans today. I'm talking about music fans. You're talking about you're talking about, you're, you're talking about music fans. I'm talking about people that spent every spare penny they had. Know. acquiring music and learning. And you know, if learning, you
0: were, borrowing, reading—you you become like uh, like you're in your own little like your little garret, like tr- with the resources you've got, money, time, otherwise, you learn everything you can about this scene.
1: Well, and those people, you know, I always had a hard time because I could mm-hmm. not. It well, was you're like, not a fan. Well, yeah, that's right. And it was not. And it was same with book people. If you get, oh, if you get, I like them, reading people. Don't like book people. But they go, they go at each other. Yeah, and it's very competitive, and it's very like, oh, have you read this? Well, have you read for, that? Freud oh, has a well, that, name
0: for that in Civilization and Its Discontents. What does he say?
1: He calls it the narcissism of small differences. Well, there it is—the narcissism of small differences. You see it every day. You see yeah. it every day. Yep. But in music, I could never keep up. I never knew, and you know, and you, right. you knew a lot about music, a lot more than me. But I've been around people that, you know, that I, I was just, I was just dizzy. I'm dizzy with what I didn't know about what they did know, but I feel <laughs> like the I feel like the Circle Jerks tea is um yeah it's an inv- it might have been an why invitation would you wear it unless you want to talk about the Circle Jerks because this is it it might have been an invitation it might have been a a a, a honey trap specifically designed to attract old dudes to come over so that he can scorn them oh it's a, my
0: god I walked right into it
1: right it's a scorning yeah. opportunity he's like it's the there's so few like real life scorning opportunities anymore yeah cuz everybody's scorning online it's been outsourced you can't you're not going to get that in person
0: very often and and then to, to like already know that you're going to be a class act about it mm. that guy but yeah. that's part of his deal is is yeah. he gets to go like mhm you know real funny old man sure, yeah sure dad yeah i just yeah. want some skank huh yeah,
1: yeah. i don't know that uh-huh. maybe Well, you know, I I talk
0: about this sometimes. I talk about this with my friend Alex, and and when I point this out, I don't mean this as either to pump myself up or to pump you down, but you have said you are not a fan, whereas I am very much a fan. I am arguably first and foremost a fan.
1: Yes, yes, that's right.
0: And like, I think I'm, I would like to think that I'm an interesting contemporary fan in the need that, or an unusual contemporary fan in that I just want to like you and I don't need you to know I exist, mostly. I mean, I'm glad right. we got to know each other. But like when I talk about like a podcast I like or a band I like, I don't need Liz to know who I am. I don't even need, need to let her know that that, um, that performance of Little Death on the RZ, uh, uh public broadcasting in New Zealand is one of is my
1: favorite performances there. She, she didn't need to know that. You She's got and I stuff are to from, do. It, it, we're from a different era. I, she does I her job. I do my job. I was never in a million years going to write a postcard to Rob Halford asking him about the electric eye that's in the sky. Wouldn't have dreamed. What,
0: what about that Manalishi? I think it was green if memory serves.
1: Yeah, but that you'd have to go wait. You'd have, you, Rob uh, Halford yeah. doesn't know anything about that. He's just quoting. About, okay. About, about okay. the Manalishi. The Manalishi. But you know, that this was the thing about when the when the first when when you put the first Long Winter's Message Board up and people told me, don't go on there. <laughs> That's not for you. And I said but it's a bunch of people on there talking about my band. Of course, I want to go and find out and answer questions and be part of the blah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And
0: the discourse, we'd call it now. The discourse. yeah.
1: And uh, the, the problem was that, yeah, it didn't take long to get embroiled in not just little dramas, which are fine. I love those. But it's that feeling that people got. And I have to think it started then. Of the, the the proprietary feeling about you and what you make, and I know you've been fighting it since you first became <laughs> a public figure. Yeah, and you say it all the time. Like, just because you like my thing doesn't mean you get to say it d- doesn't give you any authority over me. Well, first I have to decide that you're allowed to like it. Are you al- Are you even allowed to like it? I'm the worst. But you know that I I saw that really firsthand, and I in the end I think when I look back. Of all the people you know, Uh um, well, no, wait a minute. I better, I better reel that back because we know some people in common that might, that might have me best friendly. Don't worry. But uh, I, I have lost a lot of people along the way. How do you mean? How do you mean? I've been to the edge and I've stood and looked down. Oh, I see. You you lost a lot of friends there, baby. Yeah, I have. And a lot of those, I think there were, there there was a whole group of fans in that um, live journal, in those live journal days. That's exactly how I think of it too. That yeah. really had a lot of expectations about what kind of guy I was going to be, mm-hmm. because they loved me, and they wanted me to be a particular way. And I'm, and like so many people, well, I,
0: I'll, I can't always speak for myself. People want access, well, want yeah, acknowledgement. They want acknowledgement. That's right. Like the street and, team. Like I, I'm out there putting up posters for you. I'm on the street team.
1: Exactly. I'm on the street team. So I and and my my understanding of that was. Yeah, and that's why you get into the show for free or early or you get to hang out with us after the show. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to, like, like call you, Mm -hmm. right? I'm never going to call you on the phone. That doesn't scale up. And you're never going to call me on the phone. Right. And so that's not a diss or anything. That's got, you know, like, the number of people that can call me on the phone, is a very small number of people. But like I always watched John Vanderslice who was so mm-hmm. so dedicated to he's making, a hugger. Yeah, he is and he, and he made every one of those people feel like they were his most special friend ever. Mm-hmm. And he somehow still managed to keep his autonomy. But I he had, also that had other the
0: problem. mix in the in the in the in the room mixed pretty low so you could hear all the instruments which I always enjoyed.
1: Yeah, that was nice. That was no, but
0: nice. you're right. No, I'm, I'm. I'm just giving you. Yeah, but like before, before the show, after the show, whatever. Like he was, he was, but he was also very pretty, pretty well prescribed in a Hodgman-like way of like, you can have all of me up to this line, and then I'm not here anymore. Like yeah, this is the part yeah, you yeah. get access to, and I think that's actually setting that you can be nice about it. But I think that's a wholesome way to do that, rather than like I'm going to encourage you to follow me back to my hotel room.
1: Well, and the problem with me, I think, is that. I don't want in at one level, I don't want there to be any boundaries between me and other people. I don't want any limits. You know, I want to like, what's the craziest thing that ever happened to you? Like what? Like, you know, I will follow you down a manhole. Um, if it's intriguing to me in that moment. Right. And, and, but it doesn't mean that every time you come to town, we're going to go down a manhole together. It's just like, yeah, we did that one time. That was amazing. But so at one level, I don't have the same boundaries that Hodgman or, or you or, or, um, or Vanderslice or a million other people, right? All, all the rock people I know, they all have those boundaries and they maintain them. And at one level, I don't because I, I want every experience to be indent. But at another level, of course, I have, the, I have extreme boundaries.
0: Yeah, like, I see also introversion. Exactly. Because it depends right? like, a lot. I mean, if me. I could say it's, it <laughs> depends, the way you just described it. it makes a ton of sense, which is like, hey, regardless of how we do or don't know each other, um, you seem interesting and and that's just as true for a lift driver as it as it is for somebody who so far hasn't mentioned that they have this obscure european ep of yours uh-huh. but like it's going to be guided by things like there's going to be things like well are you cool <laughs> that's a big one are right. you are you being are you being weird and creepy and like trying to escalate this in a way that's not wholesome Are you are you breaking all the like unstated rules of of this? But then there's also just the whole like, man, sometimes you're just tired. And sometimes Sometimes you're you're just just tired. It depends, it depends, it depends. It depends on so many things. And like part of it it could be that like, you know, it's 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 sometimes if you if you do have an opportunity, for example, to hang out with somebody who's like in the band in the green room, I you can tell me, but like I feel like sometimes if you're gonna work that out, it works out ahead of time. If you don't work it out, it doesn't work out. And probably maybe unless you're planning to literally just go say hi, break hi high, and high please you know break a leg it's probably better to do that after than before there's all these little things that like you know you don't know what kind of day those folks have had they've been on the road they've been doing all the stuff and sound checks and see also jackson brown song yeah. and like
1: sometimes it's just like not now's not not a good time and you should have picked that up see and that's exactly the thing because a person can be very interesting and in context of a of a certain moment uh particularly as a touring musician this is just not an opportunity for them to be interesting. It's just this is this has been a weird day already. The thing that you don't know is that I know there's somebody by the backstage door that I don't want to see, and now you're in here and you haven't seen me in a year, and you're trying to be really interesting right now. and I think you are interesting. It's just this isn't interesting and mm-hmm. that's extremely hard and the and the thing about you know the thing about people that manage their relationships better. Is that, that that they try really hard not to have that that situation? But also, I've watched Hodgman a million times. Have somebody stand there, somebody fascinating, somebody that we all know, stand there right in his face, talking. And and I know what's on John's mind. You know, he, I know that there's something going on. Like this has been going on a little too long, kind of. Thing. Oh well, because he's also got there because somebody was yelling at him a minute ago about money, or because we mm-hmm. you know we just found out that we're not going to get into the sky lounge or something. And and so but he's really good about sitting there with a clenched jaw and just taking it. And unfortunately, you know, I'm I'm not as good. So what I do feel like I've lost a lot of those really like heart fans. The the, the core group of 2004 mm-hmm. Long Winters indie pop fans, one by one they all got really disenchanted with me mm. because I didn't give them the 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 special mix of of special treatment and appreciation and you know me i'm like ah i don't know i
0: i i, I hear i hear what you're saying and i i feel like i i understand it you know i mean you don't want to blow this stuff up too big but god well, this sounds this is really really unsympathetic but like w- Think what you will of somebody. If you like them enough to be aware of what they do, and you know, and like their stuff in some way or other, to connect, have made a connection uh, remotely with them, you can probably appreciate the fact that like it's a there is an aspect of it being a performance, and but which I mean not a put on, but a sense of like it's a thing that takes energy, it's a thing that takes preparation, and it's a thing where like up to you're still you're talking to like the guy with the leather man on his belt and the, and the sharpies about like the mix in this wedge. And there's all this kind of stuff. You're probably not you, but one is you're, you're sick. You're sick of doing this. You're sick of your bandmates. You're sick of sleeping, you know, at a motel six or whatever. You're, and then on top of it all, now there's this big parade of people that the opening band is dragging through the area. And like, you just want to be like alone, probably, right? Like, you've been in a van with people for days. And like, where do you go to just, read a book or look at your phone and and not have to be on you know, like you would understand that in a theater production right but like do we have that same amount of respect for
1: people i don't know i'm probably i don't know you watch you watch all those people come backstage at a theater show too and, and everybody's back there crying yeah uh, uh you know, <laughs> oh my father he loved it he loved it or no mm-hmm. my mother what was it she loved it i wish i could have
0: gone to wicked this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com supertrain. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website and engage with your audience and sell anything, whether that's your products, the content that you create, uh, even your own time, Uh, So much you can do with Squarespace. You can create a community on your very own Squarespace site with a fully integrated commenting system that supports threaded comments, replies, and likes. And you can use Squarespace's powerful blogging tools to categorize, share, and schedule your posts. All Squarespace sites are optimized for mobile, so they look great right out of the box. Uh, Your your content will automatically adjust to whatever template you choose. Uh, Your site looks great on any device or Dengus. And maybe you want to save time on cross-posting. Well, you can. It's built right in because Squarespace can auto-post your stuff to Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, uh, personal or brand pages. All post entries and images are optimized and tagged, so descriptions and titles will be correct uh, wherever you are posting. I'm a big fan of Squarespace, and, uh, and you're using Squarespace right now because that, of course, is where we host the Roderick on the Line podcast. Uh, they've been great to me, and they're going to be to you. So head on over to Squarespace.com SuperTrain. Get yourself a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use our very special offer code SuperTrain. That's going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Once again, Squarespace.com slash SuperTrain. Offer code SuperTrain for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick Online and all the great shows.
1: I feel, I feel a lot of that is that that, um, I don't know, you know, a couple of years ago, a band, uh, that we all love came through town and you know how fussy I am about backstage passes. Uh, Do
0: I like well, well, I, oh, 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 about the right, like, you know, oh, here's the thing.
1: It's set aside. We've made a plan. That kind of thing. No, 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 no. The, ba- the backstage pass problem is that, um, I know how backstage passes work and I know all the ways that, that bands Use them to keep people at a distance. It's a it's a personal space thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's a uh, like, oh, you're invited to the after show, or oh, you can take, you know, you can take two pictures, but but only in the first song, or you know, like there's and and the bigger the show, the more different levels of access there are. Yes, and and what what often happens in Seattle is that there's a venue that I know really well. I know (laughs) you had an anecdote about this. I think this
0: is what you were talking about. A place. Pally years you know you have a connection there but it was one of those such a big act and such a big thing that was happening right he told you hey look just so you
1: know there's not any extra spots for this well that happens all the time i just i i sent i sent a message out the other day to a group of people and i was like look madonna's coming pink is coming the cure is coming and duran duran is coming and i don't have any juice at any of these shows who is going who's the one with the juice that's going to that's going to put me and my, and my, uh, gang of ladies that are all looking at me with big keen painting eyes about yeah. these shows. Who's going to get me in. And I got back all these messages from all the hot shots around here who are like, none, no, nobody like we can't get into those shows and they're being put on by our absolute worst enemies. And so right, right, not right. only can you not go to them, but we can't go to them either. And then this is just, <laughs> you, you just have to get in an internet line with the rest of the punters. No, I'm talking about a thing where you see it. You see it all the time. A a venue, let's say, like the, let's say it's the bottom of the hill. You know, the doorman, you know, the bartender, you know, the manager, you know, the booking agent. You go there all the time. Most of the time they don't card you. You waltz in. You're like, Hey, how's that going, everybody? Hey, high fives all around. But then a tour will come through where the, it's maybe an underplay or the tour. Maybe it's not an underplay, but it's a seasoned tour group. And all of a sudden security is different. They've, they've, <laughs> they brought in outside security and they've put in a new institution. Like here are the different levels of backstage access. And so you show up at a place that you know, like the back of your hand that feels like home. <laughs> but there are all these people you've never seen before standing there and they're rent-a-cops, you know, they're hired people. They've been given a 15 minute long, um, security briefing and and probably a
0: very very uh, simple mandate like i bet there are rules that are very easy to understand and which makes them a little bit easier to enforce like look nobody is allowed back here unless they have this you're not allowed i'm sorry it's a succession reference but you can't go in kendall's street house without a rainbow wristband you to get in this area you have to this thing i have no say in that i'm just meat standing here and doing what i'm told
1: and that and that's precisely how it works right they don't want them to have any decision making power at all and mm-hmm. they're and they're and they're told to stand there stare straight ahead with a with an absolute you know like the worst face you can put on and just keep saying no no matter what keep saying no because you don't have the authority you don't know the difference you're not even from here you're a you're a 55 year old man who's doing this for for 120 dollars (laughs) tonight yeah and this is your job so i have i get into this all the time where i walk into a place and i see the bartenders and i see my people hey how's it going i'm on the guest list and i walk back to an area that i think i belong (laughs) for a variety of reasons for a lot of reasons right A place you've been a lot including as a as an artist a lot of times as it's practically and, your room, and there's, you know, and my blood is on the floor back there mm. and I, you know, uh, believe you, me, if these walls could talk type mm. of thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then suddenly between me and a door that normally has a friendly face sitting at the door, like, Hey man, how's it going? Here there's a, there's a strange person who this is not their place. They look really uncomfortable fish out of water. And they're sitting on the magic stool and I go, Hey man, I'm just here to see the, and they're like, well, your pass is blue and the pass that gets you through this door is pink. And I'm like, yeah, well, that was just a thing. It must've been a mistake. And he's, if he's not heard it a thousand times, he, somebody has told him that he's, that he's heard it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, and then I'm there. And, then the thing,
0: I'm, and he knows like his, his job. Remember earlier we told you, you just keep saying no. Yeah. That's your job. You will succeed at your job if you keep saying no in the enforcement of the thing that you're here to enforce.
1: And there are thousands of show business stories where where somebody like that stops Ray Charles at the back of some places like that's not the right pass. And Ray Charles is like, I'm Ray Charles. And the guy's like, never heard of him. Um, He's not on know, the list. Like that happens a lot. Yeah. and mm. it, and And because they hire these people specifically because they couldn't pick Lizzo out of a crowd, right? They're just these are just people that they that they pulled from a soup kitchen. <laughs> but I am we can borrow some burnouts from the film war. You know, like, hey, come on, yeah. fifty bucks. I am constitutionally really bad at navigating those moments. And I work at it so hard. Mm-hmm. And I still cannot accept. And what 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 happens is I go this band who's coming through town that invited me to the show gave me a fucking pink badge or I'm sorry. They gave me a blue badge and they know that a pink badge is what was required to get through this door. Mm -hmm. And so they kept me in blue badge land Mm. and fuck that. (laughs) But there's nothing I can do. I can text them Five minutes before they go on stage and go, why the fuck don't isn't my pass right? You mm-hmm. can't do that. I can look I, I, for because if
0: you're if you're contacting if you know their management, that's one thing. Well, like, if you're too, if you're texting though. the drummer when they're about to go out, that's that's
1: not very cool. If you're texting their road manager five minutes before they go on the road, mm-hmm. that's not what yeah. he's worried about. He's sure. not worried about you. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's nobody in. On it's not, their it's not team. like you're
0: there. It's not like you're there. It's not like you're. um the, whatever, that guy from Atlantic Records, it's not like you're going to show up, you're not Herb Alpert, you're not going to, like, show up with a contract or something, you're not the person where they're like, you know, oh, there's someone somebody, somebody going to be here tonight, and they're going to sign us up for, you know, you're,
1: you're, it's nice to have you there, you're a pal, but you're not, like, essential to the process. Even those guys, you know, I don't think five mm. minutes before, but, mm, but, mm-hmm. but what happened, what, what had happened was, what had happened was, what happens to me, internally, is mm. that, you know, I don't, I don't really feel slighted that much in the world, but that's that thing. If there are five levels of pass to a thing (laughs) and you're (laughs) inviting me to come and we're old bros and have traveled the world together and have played lots of shows together, you know, to be able to trust me with the highest level of pass, because I'm not going to come into the dressing room five minutes before you go on and put my dick in your face. I know the rules. So if somebody knows the rules, give them the best pass. The passes are only to separate the people that don't know the rules from the from the secret bathroom. You don't give a pass to a snork. Or you do give a pass to a snork, it just says in a code on it, snork. Oh, so that when I see. so that after the show, it's like, all the snorks, come on, we're all gonna have a spaghetti dinner. <laughs> So we were at a, we were at a show the other other a couple of weeks ago and it was me and Josh Rosenfeld president of Barsook Records mm-hmm. local uh, indie rock luminary and we were uh, both on the guest list and we arrived there and I opened my envelope and it had these Nothing laminates no. these backstage laminates that like glowed in the dark and were holograms. I mean, each one of my passes probably cost 50 bucks just to manufacture. Hmm. They were beautiful. And Josh opened his envelope and the pass was like after show party. It was made out. It was like, it was, it had been copied on a, uh, on a laser copier. Hmm. (laughs) And Josh, Josh was like, what the fuck? And I looked over and I had that feeling of like, lol, <laughs> you got you got the fucked up ass, but I didn't. You know you don't want to show it. Yeah, that that's when
0: the the the, the essentially sibling relationship in some relationships comes out, where you're
1: like, well, oh, yeah." And she
0: got like, the paper
1: one. I was like, "Oh, gnarly!" And he's like, "What? What the? What the fuck?" And the thing is, we know the two of us, every single aspect of this touring operation. Their 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 sound guy, their manager, their everybody. We know them all. And so what the fuck, right? Yeah. What what is this about? So we get in the front door and we're just here to watch the show. We're just normal. We could just sit in a chair and watch the show for Christ's sake. But Josh has this paper backstage pass that's mm. that's literally vibrating like a like a like John Bonham's gong like mm-hmm. in Josh's pocket. And this we will not stand this aggression. we go, we we, we, <laughs> we sit in a chair. And we're watching the show. Neither one of us are using our pass at all. We got nowhere to be. (laughs) But that fucking thing is burning a hole in his mind. Yeah, yeah. And so he pulls out his phone and starts to send texts. And he's not telling me he's doing it. I'm just looking over and I know what he's doing. Hey, man, how's it going? I'm just out here in the crowd. Glad to be here. I just, I noticed I got this, um, you know, like after show spaghetti dinner pass And I was wondering if there was a, and so for the rest of the show, and I'm, I'm laughing at him because this is absolutely what I do. Oh, you're right. Except I'm mad. And he's, I mean, he's mad, but he's like keeping his, keeping a lid on it. We spend the rest of the show trying to get somebody (laughs) steaming, (laughs) steaming, trying to get somebody to come. And I've got, I've got these holographic passes. I could go up on the roof. I could, I could be swinging in the, you know, my thing is, let my passes say like he's in the band, basically. Actually, and,
0: says in 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 like a stencil on there, unarrestable,
1: unarrestable. And honestly, I did have the power to leave him, go backstage, find somebody to solve his problem, and bring them out. Oh, but right. you, but you know what I did? Hmm. I, I was just like Josh. I'm sticking with you, man. You and me. Like I'm not gonna abandon you and just go backstage and just you know hang out back there where the sound is terrible. And you're basically standing behind a uh, like a moldy curtain. No, 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 no. I'm going to stay out here. And we finally, they, somebody finally came out with halfway decent passes for him right at the moment, that right at the culmination of the thing where the whole benefit of being backstage is now it's, yeah. everybody's just going to the spaghetti dinner. It's all over. Yeah, yeah. But at least he had them. At least he got them. That sucks. It's, it sucks. And it sucks because like you say, like I'm not a fan, mm-hmm. right? I'm not there to fanboy. I'm not there. Cause I even like it really, but I am there. I do want the rank. If I'm, if I'm a fan of anything, it is a, I'm like a, I'm like a rank fan. Mm-hmm. If, if you could, if you sent me a thing right now that said, here's the band you hate the most in the world. But here are all access passes to the show. I would go. Yeah. But if you were like, here's your favorite band that uh, ever, and your and you, your seats are like up in the nosebleeds behind a pole, I'd be like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Do I have do I have to go see Paul McCartney? But like, I'm in the 400 level. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's the opposite of you, I think, in some ways. Mm, no,
0: I mean, we would not have. I don't, th- I think it would have been much less likely. Let's just say the truth. We wouldn't be friends if I weren't a fan of yours. Like that's how it started. You didn't, yeah, you, right. you were not aware of me. I was aware of you and I was like fairly obsessed with, with your, with your music. And, um, and that, you know, we in a weird, weird kind of weird way it worked out, but like, yeah, now I'm the same way though. I mean, you know what? It is partly it's, I, I know this isn't the same thing, but it's a little bit like, When you've gotten, let's say, say upgraded to first class Mm. or business or whatever. And like, let's say you've paid to get into business class and your TV doesn't work. And like, man, a million years, you would never say to somebody, is that the person you want to be in life? Is the person who's mad about a TV and a chair not working? And you're like, no, I would never in a million years want to be that person. But at the same time, I did pay $500 for this seat and I'm not getting the thing I'm supposed to get, right? And th- I know that sounds like an unsubtle example, but if you've never been in a situation like that, listener, you're lying. Everybody's been in situations where like, hey, that person, that person got a refrigerated cheese plate. Why didn't I get a refrigerated cheese plate?
1: Sorry, so we're out of the cheese plate. You're out oh. of the you're out of the cheese plate. What did I upgrade to? I'm yeah. so worried about this hmm. because one day I'm going to get I'm going to get on an airplane and it's going to be a nice seat that I worked some way to get and the person next to me is going to have either a, a lap dog <laughs> or it is going to have some other, like, situation. Oh, no, I'm, you're being nice. You're, ta- you're talking about the kind of person who takes the shoes off and puts I'm, it on their dog. <laughs> there's going to be a thing like that uh-huh. where, the, where it's going to be a combination of, like, I'm in a position now of, of uh, fr- privilege, rank and privilege and the person next to me is abusing that in a way that, and now I'm the guy on a plane, just just hard vibing. hmm uh-huh. Because I've had those many times. But if you're back in row 69 uh-huh. and the girl next to you is detoxing off of meth for your entire flight from Seattle to Frankfurt. hmm
0: uh-huh.
1: You know you're in row sixty nine. What the fuck did you think you were going to get? Yeah, this it is, was a
0: three hundred dollar flight. You shouldn't complain.
1: Yeah, this is a this is a massive plane. You're flying to Germany, and yeah, the girl next to you is freaking tweaking, tweaking mm-hmm. for Desert nine trash. hours. Yeah, uh, but that's the life you're living, my bro. Well, yeah. But to be all the way up in the cushy seats and to feel like I have I am fifty four years old and I have earned this place, even though I got this for free. Through some scam, I am here now where I belong mm-hmm. in the front of the plane, and there's a and this guy next to me is doing fucking ass yoga hi. like, hi. 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 like I'm, I'm just I'm so worried I'm gonna Karen out yeah, and, and I'm terrified of that I'm terrified and, and, of- and
0: is it fair too for me to infer that you don't like how y- y- you don't like how you are that way? Would you, that, rather, would you rather be not that way, or how would you amend that to field to, to better inter- integrate that into the story of John? What what would need to change about that?
1: Well, this is the thing. I play I play these scenarios out all the time. You know, I I I moved into this house, and I have two neighbors that border my house. <laughs> really, and I was in a fight with them both I, after the first year of trying not to be in a fight with them. Like, I tried really hard. I did everything I could to be gentle, to say, like, oh, hey, I know that this is how it used Respectful, to be. Respectful, but- accommodating,
0: smoothing yeah. over, win-win, win, looking for the win-win, keeping it positive, right? All the, all the kinds of stuff that we all do to, like, as, uh, as the comedian Stuart Lee says,
1: you know, um, like for, for, a, for, for a calmer life. Everything. Yeah. Trying so hard trying so hard to make up for all of the mistakes I've made in the past of coming in to, coming in hot and heavy. Yeah. Instead, just being like, Oh, I'm texting you now. Happy birthday. I'm we're friends. We see each other. Hi neighbor, all that stuff. And still ended up in protracted wars. And I look around my life and I'm like, in that situation where I sit down in a chair in, in an airplane and I'm like, I'm, ah, a big flight to Whereversville, and someone sits <laughs> down next to me and takes off their shoes and starts clipping their nails. And I don't know what I want. I don't know. I know. I don't want to be the, the, the enforcer of, of, uh, etiquette for the world. It's a terrible job. I don't want it. But the third time, the, the, um, the waitress in the sky walks by, <laughs> See and gets hit on the cheek with a, with a nail, with a toenail and doesn't say, sir, can you, that's not appropriate behavior because they're not, they're not getting paid enough. Uh -uh. I don't know what to do. You know, I don't know. I honestly don't. I don't want to be, here's what I know. I don't want to be in a fight. Mm -hmm. But I also know I cannot change the makeup of my mind and constitution enough to just. Breathe deeply and be fine. There's a, a, at least in my mind, though, hmm, this is. And close, how, do, how I, do you do that? John Vanderslice is fine. John Vanderslice would be fine.
0: Well, I mean, the, 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 I, I leapt right to the best example, which is being on a plane. And, but that's, in some ways, that's an unfair contrast with how you feel about your free ticket to a rock show in some ways. Because the thing is, one of the problems with being on the, as you once called it, a fart tube full of long pigs. One problem with being on that flight is how absolutely constrained you are. Your your focus is like this is where you are. You're stuck here. You're in my case, like I have ADHD. This is how my brain works. Is like I weigh. It's not that I lack attention. It's that I lack the executive function to focus on the thing I would like. And sometimes now all I can see is. Like my discomfort of this, like the person who leans their seat back in front of me is the worst person who has ever lived for that moment, right? And I know that's not true. I mean, I'm a pretty nice, decent person, but I hate them with fucking fire. And I would love to do anything I can to cause harm for that person because that's, I'm so hyper focused on my experience of being in this little narrow seat. You know what I mean? At least with a rock show, you can go and you can kind of mill around, but that also means now. You have nothing but your own mind to blame—not oh, you, but one—for like, oh, how did I get from here to there? This started as a free ticket to a rock show, and like now I'm now I'm mad because my friend got a paper pass, and it's like you find your, i feel ashamed when I when I, I do I do that, and
1: then I feel very ashamed about it, and I hate both. I was I was at a I was at a big show, big show, big shoe, really big shoe. And I was at the, and if this was not, this was not a venue I normally go to. This was, this was a stadium here in the town. And, uh, and my friends were playing the big stadium. Very exciting. Hmm. And I show up and I got a, I got a gal on my arm and we're dressed for the, we're dressed for the occasion and we show up at the, at the back door and there are some of these, uh, some of these people that they found at a, uh, they found in the parking lot of Lowe's and they, they put jackets on them and they told them, don't let anybody in without this pass. And I walk up and I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, here's our passes and we're here to see the show. That's not the right pass. And you can't, and you shall not pass. Mm -hmm. You shall go no further. And I'm, and I'm there and I'm with this gal and I'm like, Hey, my friend, Look, there's. It's clearly a mistake. They meant to check this box. They checked that box. The the person that can solve the problem, as it is literally at the bottom of this stair, right on the other side of that door. And so if mm-hmm. if if I hand you my wallet and go through that door, I know exactly where they're standing, and they're going to come solve this problem for me. And the guy stares straight ahead and says, "That that no, you cannot pass." And I, I'm trying to put on a good show for my for my lady friend. I'm in my nice rock clothes. I'm here for what should be a celebratory event, and I feel that rising up in me, and I start to argue with a person that I know cannot be argued with. It is it, 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 this is it's a kind of um, it's a kind of physics where the more you argue with the person, the denser their matter becomes. Mm-hmm. So it's like a it's like a schrodinger's cat was this person in in intransigent uh, well the more you talk to them the more intransigent intransigent they become mm-hmm. talking to them is the last thing you can do yeah and yet here i am i'm arguing with this guy and i'm getting frustrated which is just adding saltpeter to it <laughs> and and then in that moment standing there with my with my ascot askew, going, I don't think you fully grasp mm-hmm. the the nature of your you mistake right point, now. You should continue to point
0: into empty space, saying they're like six feet away. They're right there. They're right. Listen. Deep.
1: Listen to me. Yeah. You can fix this. It's not too late. You can save. This. The, that's right. You can save this. You know what? And I'm and I and I'm and I'm never somebody that's gonna be like, you're gonna lose your job. Huh. But like never, no, I've done no, that. No, no, because I, because, you know, lose your job. Like, who cares in the well, end? Well,
0: fashionable now to make
1: fun of Karen's, but I was a Karen a lot of times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't and you I'm know who I am? Here, and as I feel, as I, as I cross the line and become embarrassingly agitated at that moment, Bob Mould and Jason Nardisi. And, uh, John Worcester Uh walk up and I know Jason and John, I have met Bob Mould a couple of times, but they walk up, they look at me and nod and they show their paths to the guy and the guy goes, you know, welcome to the show. Uh And John Worcester and I don't like each other. Uh Mm-hmm. And he is, has made it plain over the years that if he has the opportunity to take the last donut mm-hmm. and throw it in the toilet rather than I have it, mm-hmm. he'll take that opportunity. Now, he's very good. He's been at this a lot longer than I have. This is John Worster of your favorite band of all time, Super Chump. He thinks you're hyper enough as it is.
0: Sorry, that and was that was just a dumb super that was chunk, a little joke. super chunk. Right? But he was also he's, he plays, uh, plays he's been in super chunk forever, and he also plays in uh, the mountain goats, or he did. Uh, yeah, and, that's right. And so he's in sugar now, also.
1: Yeah, he uh, he's uh, he he's he's uh, Johnny on the scene. He he's like the like how Phil Collins was in 1985. He, right, he's there, he's everywhere. He's yeah. not like Phil Collins because he's never written a song in his life.
0: Boom, boom, <laughs> He's
1: uh, concording between lives aid. Uh, that's right he's 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 uh he's everywhere and he's always he's always in a situation that, in situations like this right where he is in the little red wagon mm-hmm. and i am on the him, big him and wheel. reggie watts just waving at you from the other that's side right. of the room hey hey and uh and so over the years there have been times when we've pretend we've been standing around we've pretended to be friends there's a lot of re- oh and he was also on the best show um the, the radio program yeah he's he's
0: but like he's in that kind of he's he's in an interesting space where like he's been in all these really terrific bands he also is involved in comedy with the wfmu stuff yep but he, i mean he's also kind of like he's almost like a almost like a dave grohl kind of character where like you yes. could just see him showing up somewhere and making it fun
1: yeah he's always going to be on the documentary about the thing, and honestly He's hilarious. Mm -hmm. He's smart. He's funny. He's wry. He's, you know, he's got a cool look. Like there's no reason that he and I wouldn't be friends Mm -hmm. except we're not. Mm -hmm. And there, and the thing is that his whole, his whole take on it is, um, Mm -hmm. that he'd, if, if, if this came up and I said, you know, he would do the, he would do the, um, the like, huh, that's funny. I don't think about you mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Right. Right. His whole take is, and, but, uh, but I hear from other people, oh, John Worcester was saying this and that about you and uh, John Worcester, blah, 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 mm-hmm. made sure that, made sure that you did, made sure that the last donut got thrown in the toilet. Like mm-hmm. I hear sucks. from other, well, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's no, but it's the level of this. It's the level of this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He and I are, are total bitches to one another. And I'm just as bad. I'm just as bad Um, because every opportunity I get to make sure that his, you know, that his, uh, his kick drum is like slightly unscrewed. I mean, Mm. it's not to the level of pranking Mm -mm. because that would require that he, that he acknowledge that he care that I be thwarted anyway. So just to give you the picture. I'm standing there, losing my cool at this back door, and John Worcester, potentially in the top five of my rock nemesis. If
0: you nemesons. ever had, I'm getting it now, if you ever had an outside chance of getting that little thing cleared up, that just disappeared. Not only that. Were they, were I they had- the headliners? Oh, no, 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 no. no. Oh, so it, was, it, was wasn't, a- it wasn't
1: like Ray Charles came in and said, no John Roderick. But like, no, no, no. They were just guests. They were, they were also there to see the big rock band. Mm-hmm. And, and, and making this worse, I had a way closer relationship with the big rock band than they did. Oh, boy. It's did just you say that, that? No, 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 no. I, All this is happening in a split second. Mm, but that's Bob Mould, right? Yeah. So Bob Mould, of course, his people called their people. Bob Mould's going to get whatever pass he wants. But also Bob Mould doesn't care if he's backstage. He's fine to go to the spaghetti party. I mean he's Bob Mould. He's yeah. on a magic carpet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's just flying along Bob Mould. Worcester and Nardisi, they're trailing along behind Bob Mould. They're part of his. they're part of the little you know the little spaceships that come along behind the big spaceship. They they're they're plus 2. They're plus 2. Mm-hmm. But I'm standing there friends with the people on stage and I'm arguing with a door guy and Worcester as he goes by me he just gives me that look. And he keeps eye contact with me as the door shut. Oh, come <laughs> He godfathered you. He fucking godfathered me hard. Oh, oh, and I'm, and you know, and I was, I was one second away from being like able to say to my lady friend, oh, hey, I'd like you to meet Bob Mould. Pretty, that's pretty good. Hell yeah. And I instead the door shuts and, and they could have, they Worcester could have turned to the person who could have helped me right on the other side of that door and gone, Hey, Roderick's out there and he needs help. But he and I, Oh no, I would do the same thing. Uh-huh. I would eyeball him as the door closed and just been like, Oh man, sucks. Sorry. Oh,
0: so, so you're saying you hate the game, not the player. Cause oh. you're both, you're both
1: players. Oh, and, and it's the game. It's the game. It's the game. That's the problem. Yeah, because when I had a chance, when I was in the when I was in the catbird seat, when yeah. I was in the tuxedo, mm-hmm. oh man, I kept him away. I kept him away from the little bacon wrapped scallops for sure. You know I did. Those are Colin Malloy's. Don't touch those. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Hey, look! Don't change your strings in Colin Malloy's dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. it's hard to be a person it's all in me every day Merlin. every day i wake up and i just go oh why is this all still in me why is this tiger cat pacing around in this cage what does it really want what would ever make it happy yeah what would ever make this tiger cat happy you know cheetahs meow cheetahs meow meow cheetahs meow meow just like a regular cat they don't roar they meow meow yeah
0: there's a thing I sometimes say to people, this is totally unrelated and yet weirdly really related. Um where like sometimes, you know, when I'm making a big show and puffing myself up and I whatever, I'll say something to somebody along the lines of, you know, for more formally, I'll say something like, Be be skeptical, be cautious, be suspicious of people who think you should be somebody whom you're not, because they probably have their reasons, right? Like if you look into like like whether that's a power thing, not a relationship thing, whatever, it's just like people out there, there's a like, whole world of people out there who will constantly tell you to be someone else. And something i i I feel like wh- one reason I think that that's a there's a lot of reasons I think that that's a bad thing to to which to capit- capitulate. like don't do it because lots of reasons, but here's the one that's salient for our discussion. they'll never be happy. You'll never change enough, fast enough, fundamentally enough prayerfully enough, you'll never change enough ever to please somebody who's just decided that they just don't like you. And it's a shame that you have to say that to somebody. But, you know, be aware, folks, that in the world, there are people who are going to constantly pull all kinds of shit on you to get you to be or act some way different than how you are, to get it as valuable to ask yourself what they get out of that, even if it's just the thrill of like the power of getting to bully somebody. But, you know, the thing is, though, like, it's, It's like uh, negotiating with terrorists or paying blackmail. Like very few people ever end up paying blackmail once. And I don't know. I just, I feel like that's something to keep in mind is like, just, just the, because once you get, once you've habituated yourself to a system where you go, okay, I'll be how you say, like, does that make your life any better? Like, not really. You, you got to figure out who you are and, and do your thing. And I think that's a wholesome and healthy thing. And I don't know, sometimes it just feels like we're supposed to like pretend that we're somebody that we're not in order to make somebody we don't know very well think we're better. John Worcester's never going to give you the 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 plastic full pass ever.
1: You'll never oh, no, please no. him. But you know, I don't care about
0: him. I'm no, no, I am mean, this more to our listeners of like, just this oh, idea of like, well, what can I do? You're not, I know you're not saying this, but like, oh, how do I ingratiate myself to this bully? <laughs> it's like, well, I have a couple problems with that. It's hard to ingratiate yours. I'm not saying John Worcester's a bully, but I am saying that like, It's difficult to, I don't know, in a lot of relationships in life, you're better off to just like, you know, new dealer, walk away, like, rather than thinking like, oh, I'm going to begin this entire whole new practice of pretending to be somebody that I'm not so that this other person will think that I'm okay and give me the good pass. And it's like, I'm not saying you're doing that, but like, I've done that. I think a lot of people do that. And like, that's the wrong part to change, I think.
1: I know it always comes down to the fact that even Bono has a boss for me. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was reading about the king of Bavaria the other day and realizing that the king of Bavaria, he just wanted Wagner to like him. Mm. And because he was a fan, he was a super fan. Mm -hmm. And you go, wow, Wagner was ghosting the king of Bavaria. And I spend a lot of time sitting and thinking, ah, I was only the king of Bavaria. You know, if I were the king of Bavaria, things would be a lot different around here. Uh-huh. Right? Like these castles, these, these fantastical castles that I'm building around, you know, they're all going to have elevators. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were king of Bavaria, there would be no World War I. Because hmm. I would have, I would have set all that stuff right long time before it got to there. Um, but then you you realize, no, the King of Bavaria is just sitting writing fan letters to Wagner because he's like, he's like, oh, Tristan and I old. Like he's. he's right, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, nice, nice, uh, nice ring trilogy. It's sort of like the former president, how he tried to suck up to people like Tom Brady or how he'd give relationship advice to Robert Pattinson. And it's like, oh, my God, it's so you're so sweaty, you know?
1: Yeah. You
0: don't want to you don't want to be kissing Tom Brady's ass. That's no good. That's
1: no way to live. Maybe the thing I want to be the least of all things is, is thirsty. Yeah. Sw-
0: sweaty. Yeah. yeah. No, right? I, I feel you. I'm, I'd something I really try to keep an eye on, not because of optics, but because of, uh, integrity in the true yeah. sense of the word, in the sense of like, I want to be a contiguous person that, that has an internal sensibility that hews to my own rules of things. And like, I can't be out just chasing every
1: rabbit that like puts his tail in the air. No, although I've been impressed with the fact that you mm. do often, if you love the art that somebody makes, you cop very little status vibe with them. You're just like, hi, I just want to say that I really love your thing. And you're, you're very humble in, those, in a situation where you love somebody's art. Mm. And, I, and even if that person then throws back some like, oh, thanks, kid, stay in school. and <laughs> Drink it, your milk. And somebody could legitimately lean in and go, do you know who that is? That's Marilyn man. I just
0: know it's, I like it when people, sometimes I get notes from people. Like, I, you know, I'll get a DM or a, a email. I'm talking like a couple times a month. Like, it's not a lot. But I'll just sometimes get, I got a really nice note from a, a guy who I do consider a friend. And like out of nowhere, um, he just t- texted me the other day and he said, that was a really funny bit. I like that joke. I'm glad you do what you do. We had a nice exchange. And I can just tell you, like, from the bottom of my heart that that means the world to me. Well, I For know somebody it does. to go, you made this really, I know you love making your literally impossible to understand obscure jokes that are a hat on a hat. I got it. And, and that means so much to me that I'm willing to risk it. And there's a whole, if, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many of my tweets are even visible anymore, but you will discover, like, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not talking about doing the trick with the period in front of the at. I'm talking about. I just want this one, Chris Malamphy. Your hit parade podcast is really good, and I love it. Patricia Lockwood. I can't name many other poets that are living right now, but I really love your work. And all I want to do is give this little. I just want to give a little thing. All I want to do is have some fun. Oh my god, they played that at the Fillmore before the show. Oh yeah. That's slide guitar bangs. That's
1: Um <laughs> you know you know it's just a it's just basically a a remake of um of uh that um Steeler's Wheel song, right? Stuck in the middle with you? Yeah, stuck in the middle with Is you. It? It's the same exact song. Have you ever have you ever listened to No, no, uh, uh, no. Uh, oh, listen to them back to back.
0: I will. I was listening to um I go through this annual thing where I listen to a lot of especially like Carter family stuff uh-huh. and I was realizing there's like there should be a podcast about this. How many songs are essentially based on um um what would flower Uh or or no what was the other one um oh shit what's the other one the one that became a god made honky tonk angels like there's these certain carter family songs where people are still using the melodies of their songs to this day they even stole from themselves no more the moon shines on Lorena. i mean that sounds a lot like a bunch of
1: other you know um and uh but you never think Stuck in the Middle with You is going to inspire, wow, wow. like, t- 25 years later, a like another no. super big
0: hit? She's but at just, a car wash, uh, outside a car wash on a Tuesday, if memory serves. Hmm,
1: okay. Is that right?
0: And she just she, wants to have some fun. She just wants to, on Santa Monica Boulevard. Santa Monica Boulevard. Um, I just, uh, in my own, my, the, the hopefully the most selfish thing I can say about this is that I just, I will feel good letting you know I, I see you or I yeah. hear you. Like, yeah. you did a thing. And that was awesome. I did like David Sims. Like he doesn't fucking know who I am. Um, He's a film critic for The Atlantic who does a podcast that I like. And he had a very funny bit. And I, and I just added him in a response just to say, you know, I'm just being that guy. I'm just another dork who you don't need to know about. And like after your Oscar episode last week, it's really funny to me how much you obviously are still angry about all quiet on the Western front getting all those nominations. And the fact that you keep leaning into it so heavily is very funny. And I and I, I I paid him what I consider a big compliment, which is, I mean, he, he says he didn't see this, whatever. But I go like, you know, some of my favorite tweets are when I can hear it in the person's, really hear it in the person's voice. And I hear yeah. it in this. Now, when people say things like, I'm not trying to be sweaty, thirsty, hungry, anything about that, but like that makes me happy. So it is for me in the sense that I just wanted to pass that along. And it's, it doesn't take that much to just be nice to somebody. Well, but, but, you know, I'm not immune, John. I love, I love status too. I'd be, I'd be lying to say like, I don't care about stuff like that.
1: I think there's something more at work in you though, because, and I think you would, I think you would bat this down. You would bat this down like a cat and a ping pong ball, except I'm, except Mm -hmm. if you hadn't been that way with me, my life would be radically different, right? (laughs) If you had not, if you had not like really electric slid right into my life at, at, at that particular time and had been sort of like, I mean, cause you've never been somebody that's, that would say like, I won't take no for an answer. I just don't meet that many people that I liked as much
0: as I liked you and Sean that night and the next day. Yeah. Just two people where I was like, holy shit. I mean, we're hanging out. Ken Stringfell around and stuff.
1: Yeah, right. And, and, he's and he's like, also and a big, uh, he's, he's a big well, energy. he's the reason
0: he's, I mean, he was kind of the reason I was at that show. I, I liked mm-hmm. your stuff a lot, but I immediately just, and it wasn't a Harvey danger thing. It wasn't a long Winter's thing. It was like, I just liked you two guys. You guys had, there's something about your, way you, your sense of humor. Like the, and the two of you together were just apart from the bits that you do on stage, but just sitting around in our underwear, watching the office together is a, is a treasured memory of mine.
1: But I think there's something in you that is a native community builder because when you go around and do these things, you, there is a level at which you're like, Hey, I'm just a fan. And I just want to say, I see you, Mm -hmm. but you do put people together. And I think you're aware when you do that stuff that other people are watching and you're trying to direct their attention to things you think are cool. And I think over the years, over the 20 years that I've known you, 20 plus years. Twenty twenty years. It's twenty years. Of twenty shit. twenty. Yeah. yeah. Um, that you have built a lot of communities around you. That then you go, okay, like, and uh, and I'm, you know, like, you you don't say like my work here is done, I'm out. They say in a music scene, <laughs> but you're definitely like, okay, good. You guys, you know, like, yes, yes. Like you you get excited when people you like know each other and do a thing in a separate location, right? You are interested in putting things together and in Mm -hmm. making and and in showing things you love to people that you that you hope will love it too and i think that's you yeah but
0: it's also true in like how like i when I, i i i see numbers on this shit nobody fucking cares how much i like the move nobody cares how much you know like there's just all this stuff where or like even mission of burma there's like these bands where i'm like somebody out there will see this today and love this band the way I did in 1988. Like there's it's not for everybody. It's so not for everybody, but there might be somebody out there. Like, I hadn't heard Dag Nasty until the last year. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. how the fuck could I like Rights of Spring and Minor Threat, but never have heard the first Dag Nasty album? Which is how basically is a pop record. Possible? It's a pop record. It's a yeah. fucking amazing. Imagine if, like, not like you know, like the Teen Idols did pop music. It's closer to the Descendants than it is to Minor Threat in a lot of ways, but like that came along and I was like, "Holy shit! I can't believe I've, I've never got into this till now." And that's why now I feel like you know, Pay It Forward a dumb way to put it, but like if you, you know, there's that phrase I use sometimes. I got straight out of I want to say AP or um, CMJ. Remember when they do a review, they say R I Y L, recommended if you like, and then name yeah. four bands. Right. And it's like th- I found this this dream pop shoegaze band the other day that I just I fucking lost my mind listening to this, and I was like. Yeah, R-I-Y-L, uh, Yellow Tango Stereo Lab guided by voices and my bloody Valentine. And it's like, cause yeah, those are four bands I super love. And this kind of sounds like all of them. And oh my God, you guys, if you like two of those bands, you really need to hear this. And like, I, I get, I get like almost kinetic. I get like
1: bristly of like, I'm, I love this so much. I've got to put it somewhere. That's what's so great about the baths. You put them on and you're like, Oh, this sounds like everything I like. I totally
0: agree, down to like, and that, I'm not saying they're copying, like, the, the best bands that sound like other bands I like sound like, A, 12 different bands, and B, none of them. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so like, there are times like on Expert in dieting Dying Field, there's this one beautiful little turn toward the end of that song that reminds me heavily of that dog. Anybody know that dog? No, no one knows that dog. That's okay. <laughs> but if you like pop music, check out that dog. And when she goes, ah, ah, ah you're going to go, oh my God. That sounds like that amazing record by that dog. It's, But it's all just exciting. It's exciting to go, look at this. It's like when your friend comes over to your house when you're six and you're like, do you want to come to my room and see my toys? And you're like, I absolutely want to come
1: to your room and see your toys. Can I play with them? You can absolutely play with my toys. What's interesting is that so many of the music genre evolutions that happen in the course of our life, I don't think of them as... Normally, I don't think of them as technology-dependent, mm-hmm. but they kind of are, hmm. right? You could have made Ramon's music in 1961, yeah, but really, you couldn't. It wasn't just that you couldn't have made those sounds with, with the equipment, hmm. but it just pa- wasn't— pa- Pan the bass and the guitar all the way right and left. It, it kind of just wasn't— And then make it sound like a girl group. <laughs> you, you couldn't have done it, right? Yeah. And certainly Duran Duran, you couldn't have made that music— uh, uh, 10 years earlier because the synths weren't there and the drum machines weren't there. Right. And then... And
0: you needed time for disco to cool off enough that people could enjoy a band like New Order or Duran Duran without going, oh, this is disco and it sucks.
1: Right, and kind of understanding it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now when you listen to the baths and music that's com- that comes out now, all the technology has all been here for a long time. There's no... None of those... None of that music is technology-based but at the same time, I get that same feeling of, if this music was here all along, what would have happened if this had come out in 99? <laughs> like, yeah, like would this band have been the biggest band in America if this had come out in 2000? It's so interesting
0: you should put it that way and choose that year, because that actually is a really interesting, great, interesting year for movies, a very interesting year for music. A lot of shit got weird in 1999. The boy band stuff was taking a different direction, the... Um, like sort of like Latin music was was kind of coming up big stuff like that. But yeah. also you had like you know New Radicals or whatever they're called, like you know uh-huh. you you give what you get or whatever. <laughs> or like or Len, you've got these weird pop bands out. And like there's been times. I mean, I've thought that about you know your pal Bob Mould and and Husker Du and like God bless R.I.P. Spot somebody else had mixed those records in the mid 80s not saying anything against spot but he was not the greatest engineer oh um, i know and if, like, if
1: those bad brains records sounded good
0: oh my god One like chris gals chris got t- uh, like so many things he's such a he's such a sourpuss but his big ding um he gives an arcade an a minus and it's like well i think the quote something along the lines of you can hear bob Mould's speaker you can hear bob Mould's guitar gathering dust between the amp and the and your speaker because yeah. <laughs> you know spot i don't know there's i I often will think stuff like that like if that if that had sounded different if that had been at a different time like yeah yeah you're like oh god this really feels like a skeleton key to like an entire world if you'd heard this at a certain time and for me that was probably rem maybe that's best of all like what a weird fucking band for me to be that obsessed with they're
1: basically just like a weird like a
0: You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's, you know, I I thought about this
1: the other day. I was, you know, when I was down in the South and watching all the people wandering around, I thought one thing we'll never know is Mm. how many like kind of, uh, just Southern frat boys (laughs) that would never have done anything other than just be Southern, you know, white dudes in, uh, in white shoes. Got got radicalized by REM pl- playing in a in like a uh, like a, in a flat floored mm-hmm. cafeteria. Space. It could
0: be yeah, or like like could be Forty watt Club, but it could also just be you caught them in North Carolina, like yeah. with you saw them with like you know Let's Active or Pylon
1: or whatever. And how how much of what we think? How many of the liberal fifty year olds in the South? <laughs> Are, can trace that. Oh yes, directly to an REM exposure in 1980, 81, 82, 83. Yeah, talk I, about a sliding doors moment. Yeah, I think that I think that REM is responsible for more good things in America than they'll ever get credit for. Mm. Uh, can I end it there? Because I really, I feel really good about that. Yeah.
0: you yourself, but don't get caught. <laughs> Good fucking band. And had you ever personally seen Mike Mills um, injecting um, cocaine into his penis? Have you ever actually seen that? No, no. Mm.
1: But I mean, I've, you can infer that, right? I've been around him. I've had, I've had dinner with him, but he didn't have any yeah. cocaine in his penis. That you could see. He, he and I have had a few encounters over the years, and one of them I thought he was a real prick. <laughs> but he was drinking. Yeah,
0: yeah he's got those, he's got those, those outfits. Yeah. He does. does. Look at the way he's dressed.
1: nudie suits.
0: All right. I might make a playlist for this one. People love a playlist. Yeah. It's a lot. Okay. Can I hit the bell now? Yeah. Okay.